so grateful for you all in attendance. Once again, I'm Pastor Pew. Thank you for attending uh, Clinton Baptist Church on today. And we want to uh, thank uh, Sister Bennett and uh, Sister Boo and uh, Sister Watts and Sister Pope in Washington and Sam and Vicki for um, their attendance today on our live service. Just grateful uh, for them uh, tuning in. Uh, with your Bibles or your electronic devices to your hand, uh, let's turn to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, um, and this is going to be the last portion um, of our theme uh, for this year that I'm going to preach for this moment, and then we'll go to something else and then come back later. But our theme this year, as we continue to grow, serve, and love, our theme for our church this year is growing in unity. Growing in unity is a great opportunity uh, that God, I mean, great, awesome um, call that God has placed on my life to, to, and this theme that he has given us to grow in unity. And we uh, definitely need it, and not only in unity in the church, but growing in unity in your personal lives, in your relationships, in your marriage, and with your friends, your families, with your siblings, and uh, growing in unity in your business and all the things that God has you in. Um, we want to be unified. There is a lack of unity that we have been seeing um, from the government perspective and even in our communities. So God is calling us to grow in, in, in our unity. Um, but one thing in this calling, um, he is calling us to grow in unity because we are the ones that pose the lead in unity. People are looking toward this church as leadership, um, whether we like it or not, and how are we going to expect for our government and our communities and our marriages and our business to, to grow in unity if we are not leading in unity. Uh, last week, we looked at if we're going to grow in unity, we have to be praying for unity. So all of us have been called and commissioned to pray for unity, pray for unity. And as we look today, we find ourselves in Romans chapter 16 in verses number 17 through 18. Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. Holy Spirit, I need you. Have your way today. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. As we look at growing in unity, he says, Now I urge you, brothers, not, I mean, now I urge you, brother, and note those who cause division and offenses and are contrary to the doctrine which you learn, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by smooth words and flattering speech, devise the hearts of the simple. So on this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, avoiding them avoiding them. For those who are on virtual uh, with us, I want you to be reminded that we are speaking from the topic, avoiding them. It is amazing how God will put us in positions uh, of what we really don't see of ourselves. Speaking of myself, God has placed me in this position of pastor of Clinton Baptist Church, what I never really seen of myself. 
As a matter of fact, some days it even shocked me that God would allow me to even be a pastor. Um, I don't know about you, maybe some things God is doing in your life and it shocked you like, really, God? Me? Anybody else feel like that? Like, God, me, you really using me? And it shocks me, but this position that God has given me is a under-shepherd. And the under-shepherd role is to lead the flock of God um, under the authority of God um, as God leads me. And here in this, this chapter 16, Paul, who is the pastor at this time, is talking to the believers in Rome and also to us. And Paul here starts off in chapter 16 by showing a public acknowledgement and encouragement to those who labor in the gospel. And I like this because as Paul is a pastor, uh, we as leaders must publicly tell people um, that we appreciate them and show our knowledge of them as they labor with us in the word of God and labor with us in ministry. That's why you always see me um, showing a public acknowledgement to people in the laboring with me in ministry. And I learned this from the scripture here in uh, Romans chapter 16. Paul gives a public acknowledgement and an encouragement to those who labor with him in the gospel. And, and, and this is so powerful that that Paul being the pastor, he, he writes about, I think it's 14 or 13 saints who has been laboring with him in the ministry uh, of, of serving Jesus Christ. And he acknowledged them and he shows his gratitude and also he encourages them publicly. But very interesting, I mean, what's very interesting here is that after Paul acknowledged them and publicly uh, uh, encourage them and, and show his appreciation to him, immediately he's changed tunes. Immediately his whole mood changed. Immediately he changes up. Here Paul comes now in verse 17, I mean verses number 17 through 19, uh, he comes and he says that you need to be killed. What Paul do, Paul now warns these saints. He warns the believers. He warns them and us that we need to be careful. He says, he says, I'm warning you. He says, I urge you, brethren, speaking of the saints. He says, I, I, I urge you. I, I urge you as, 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 as people of God, as, as laborers with me. He says, I urge you. I urge you. He says, now I urge you, brethren, to take note to those who cause the vision. Paul says, look, I, 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 I want to inform you. I want you to have, give, give me your full attention. I want to uh, let you know. I want, I, I want to ring the alarm. I want the sound, let the light shine. I want the red light shine. And I want the sirens going off. And he says that I want you to know to be careful for those who come in and try to cause division. He says, he says here, he says here, he says, Paul says that um, um, he, he lays out this warning to them. He says, I need you, church, to be on the lookout. He says, I need you to take note. Watch this. I, I need you to, to be watchful. I need you to, to have your head on a swivel. I, I need you to be watchful and attentive for those who try to come in 
to stop the ministry of Jesus Christ. He says, he says here, he says here, he says, he says, I need you to, 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 to be, be watchful. I, he urges them to, to be watchful. And he says that I, I, I need you to avoid them. I need, I need you to avoid them. Well, Paul, who you do you need us to avoid? Who do you need us to avoid, Paul? Who do you need us to avoid? He said the first thing, first person, first group I need you to, to avo uh, avoid is those who cause division. Look what he says. He says, I, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division. Paul says that we are to avoid those who cause division. Paul says that I, 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 the, first, the first group I want you, he says, I want you to, to give attention uh, uh, to those who are coming in and try to stop the ministry, but I, I have a, a task for you. I need you to avoid those who cause division. This, this word division means to, to come in and divide to come in and to bring dissension, to come in and to, to separate, to come in and to bring a wedge between something to open it up, to come in to, to break up relationship, to come in to break up the church, come in to, to break up your marriage, come in to break up your friendship, come in to break up your business, come in to break up your school, come in to break up your team, come in to break up anything that you had together. He says that I need you to give attention and I need you to avoid them. Y'all looking at me funny like y'all experienced it. Either you're looking at me funny because you never experienced this or you thinking about the person who came into your situation and caused division. I know I ain't the only one who had people to come in to try to cause division, try to separate things. Things are going well. Anybody uh, can testify that things are going well in your life, everything going good, and now, oh, here she come. Or now, oh, he, he come. You know, your husband was doing well. He was faithful to you. Now, all of a sudden, she didn't came in the picture. Or you were doing good, or your wife was doing good. Now, he came into the picture. Or your team was going well, and now this person coming. Or your job team going good. Everything at work is flowing, and now there's new hire. He come in and cause nothing but trouble. Paul says that we, we need to give attention to this. We need to give attention to this. Do you understand that Satan has people set up to come in to cause division. That Satan have assigned people to come into church to cause division. That Satan have assigned people to come into your life to cause division. That Satan has assigned people to come into your marriage to cause division. Y'all don't believe what I'm saying, so let me read a little further. Let me read a little further to help you understand. Look in verse number uh, 19, uh, verse 19, it says, for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. Watch this. He says, and, 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 and the God of peace will crush Satan under his feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. See, 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 he says, look, you got to understand when those come in, when this, when this group of people come in or this person come into your life, they come in of Satan. 
It's no way that God is going to send anyone into your life, into your ministry, into your church to cause division because God is not a God of confusion. So if you have someone coming into your situation that's causing division, they are of Satan. And Satan have people set up to come try to destroy what God has put together. So he says, he says, he says, he says, you got to avoid them. You, you got to avoid them. You got to be watchful of them. You got to have an eye. You know, you got to have that eagle eye. I mean, that laser eye to see it when it's coming. That's why you got to be in prayer that, God, I need you to give me wisdom. I need you to give me discernment that I may see division come when it comes so I know how to uh, maneuver around it. I know how to attack it. I know what I need to do because Satan has set up people to come in and try to cause division. Paul says that, that, that you got to avoid those who's coming in to try to start division. Says you got you to avoid them. That, 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 that's crazy. That's Satan because his job. It, it, uh, John chapter 10 verse 10 gives Satan resume. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming after you in any kind of way. And if he can divide you, if he can divide your family, if he can divide your community, if he can divide you at work, if he can divide you at, on your team, if he can divide you in your business, he's winning. And we got to understand this, that we have to avoid those who, who come in to bring decision. But there's another group he tells us to avoid. He says, he says that, uh, 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 he says here in verse number uh, 16, he tells us, he says, I mean, verse number 17, he said, now I urge you, brethren, to note those who cause division, but he says also avoid those who cause offense. Look, he says that we need to avoid those that is offensive. Avoid those that who's offense. He said, note those causing offense. So this word offense means to be a stumbling block or to be a blocker. Watch this, it means to be a, a stumbling block. Okay, y'all ready up there? I'm going to walk a little bit, so I hope y'all wake up there. So he says, look, he says, it, it means to be a stumbling block. It means to a stumble. Some, somebody placed something in your way to cause you to stumble. Watch this. So, so what Satan does, what Satan does, because you're trying to live with God and live for God and be obedient to God, he will put people in your way to cause you to fall from God. See, see, this is what he does. See, see, you trying to live sexually pure for God. You say, God, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna have sex till I get married. I'm gonna live right, Lord God. I'm, and now, guess what? That fine dude come past. Look, look, look y'all ain't gonna be real with me uh, online. Online, I, I know y'all real online because they can't see y'all. I know y'all real. Watch this. That fine dude come past, and guess what? He come past with the right cologne. He come past with the right car. He come past with the right coat or shoes on, and now guess what? He Satan and put a stumbling block in your way. But guess what? He not only come with the right cologne and he fine and with the right shoes on, guess what else he got? He got a Bible in his hand. Oh my God, you know, because I've been looking for somebody to church. I'm, I'm trying to get connected because I need somebody like me. I need somebody together on the, on the same page. And what Satan called, Satan called this dude to come in or this girl to come in with that right dress or them right stilettos or them right pumps in and with a Bible in their hand. And now you didn't fell off the wagon because you thought that that was of God, but it really wasn't of God. But Satan just put a stumbling block in your way. He put a fence in your way to cause you to fall. You got to be careful that you don't get caught up in those who are offensive to cause you to trip. Says he says he says 
that Satan will set people up to cause you to, he will set that stumbling block up to cause you to fall. That's what he says. He says, we got to avoid that. We got to be careful. We got to note that. We got to be aware of this. Because everyone who is speaking the word of God and saying hallelujah and coming to church on a regular basis ain't of God. You got Satan, you got Satan and his enemies up in the church. Believe me, the scripture talks about it all the time. In 2 Timothy, it talks about how they crept in and took advantage of the women and caused the women to stumble. It talks about Paul even talk about how they come in the church and draw people away from God. And the draw is not a, a vicious draw. It's a settled draw. All it's doing is a, a, a quiet wind. You standing right here with God and the next thing you know, you drifting and drifting far away. And one, you were faithful in church. You was a, you was a musician in church. You was working on the sound. You were uh, ushering in the church. You was in the ministry. And now you don't even want to come to church no more because you have caught, got caught up in that offense that caused you to stumble. Just imagine, I know so many people that was on fire for God. And then five years later, I didn't see him no more. When I see him, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I mean, I ain't doing that church thing. Because they have, Satan had put things in their life to cause them to stumble, to be an offense. And Paul says, we got to be careful. We got to avoid that. But not only this, watch this. Because church people are ones who offend people too, offense people too. So we personally got to be careful. Watch this, here it is, here it is. Because see, we got to be careful of ourselves because you know how we is. We so righteous. We, we'll block people from getting to heaven. So basically what this is, this is a stumbling block that calls you from not getting to heaven. And church people do that all the time, especially with young people. They come in, blah, blah, blah. you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that with all these rules. We got to be careful that we don't let tradition cause us to block people from going to heaven. We got to be, 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 be careful that we not so righteous, that we more righteous than Jesus Christ. And we got this rule and that rule. And we tell the people, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And you should. And we making all these rules and all these traditions up that God don't even honor. Don't, ain't even in the Bible. You got these fairy tales that your grandma told you that you heard from years ago. And you stopping people from coming in the church. I got some people talk about the way I. I dress and preach. I don't care how you care, how I look, how I preach. Long as the word of God is being preached, don't worry about what I got on. Just pray for me and say God change his heart. That's why young people ain't coming in a church because you worried about what they going on. But their heart is full of anger, full of uh, all this other stuff that are worried about Jesus Christ touching their heart. So we got to be careful. We have to be careful. That we don't block people from getting to Christ with our traditions and our laws and all the things we make up. He says, look, be careful for those. He says, avoid those. Be careful, be watchful for those who cause, who, who are uh, offensive. Be, be, be careful. For those who put stumbling blocks up. Satan got people around who is waiting for you to fall. Who is tempting you to fall. Just so you can get out the will of God. And we got to understand how he works. But then there's another group or category here. 
He tells us avoid those who cause division. He said avoid those who are offense, who cause offense, which means a stumbling block. And then he tells us avoid those who are contrary to the doctrines that you have learned. So he says now the word doctrine here means the teaching. So let me help you understand. Let me teach this. Let me teach this because you need to, you need to pay attention. He said, be careful. Avoid those who are contrary, those who are opposed, the teachings, the doctrine, which is the teachings of Jesus Christ. So this is not, watch this. This is not the doctrines that you and I know, like eschatology, pneumatology, uh, soteriology, and all those ologies. This is not that doctrine. He's talking about the teachings of Jesus Christ what happened in the gospel. This is, this is, the, uh, 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 this is the teachings he's talking about was, um, uh, um, was on um, when Jesus was teaching um, the sermons on the mount. These are the doctrines he talked about, the sermons on the mount or the doctrine uh, as it comes to uh, um, salvation, that Jesus is the death, is the, is, is, uh, death uh, what, what Jesus died and, and, and was buried and, and he rose again uh, on the third day. He's talking about those doctrines. He's not talking about the, all the ology doctrines, okay? That, that didn't come to later in the scripture, but he's talking about the teaching on the Sermon of the Mount, the teaching of Jesus. He says, look, you got to be careful for those who are contrary to the teachings of Jesus Christ. You, you got to be careful for those who are trying to tell you that the only way you're going to have salvation is you need to be baptized. You, you got to be careful. And I, I had that today. I had a gentleman to try to tell me that if you ain't got baptized, you ain't saved. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Jesus Christ died for your sins that you may have eternal life and nothing need to be added to your salvation because Jesus Christ was it and that was all. Salvation, I mean, baptism have nothing to do with you being saved. Baptism is just an outward appearance saying, hey, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Your salvation come through Jesus and him alone. You can be baptized or you don't have to be baptized, but you still, if you accept Jesus Christ and believe that he is the, the uh, son of God and he died on the cross for your sins, you shall have eternal life. It ain't got nothing to do with baptism. Be careful for people who try to tell you that you need Jesus and something else. Because last time I checked, Jesus was enough. He ain't got to do nothing else. He did it all by himself. He came and he lived for 33 years without sin and he died on a cross for you and me and when he died he got up the third day and rose with all power in his hand and now he sits on the right hand of the father we don't need nothing else to attach to Jesus because he is all we need says he says be careful for those who are contrary to the teachings of Jesus Christ he said we gotta avoid them we gotta avoid them all that stuff they teach him Nah, that ain't scriptural. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to God any kind of way. You have to go through Jesus Christ. If you want to go to heaven, you got to go through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. It ain't no such thing as purgatory. It ain't no such thing as a priest praying for you. It, the only way you can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And you got to make that decision while you living here on earth. It cannot be made once you breathe your last breath. Your chances end. When you say, and done, it ends. It got to be done here. Don't laugh at me, Michonne. Yes. 
Come on now, we got to be careful because people are coming in trying to destroy the church and the people trying to take you out on a whim. So we got to be careful. If you're opposed to God, to that, look, man, I, I'm avoiding you. I ain't got time. Bye. I don't have time for you. We, I remember we was up on a, a youth, um, um, we went to a mission trip and we was doing a mission trip and um, we was painting a school up in Baltimore. And when I told the uh, gentleman, he said, hey, where y'all from? I told him we from this church, Baptist church. And he said, oh, okay. He says, well, well, we can't talk now. And I knew immediately, because I've been around church, I, I, I knew immediately, immediately I knew. I said, okay. I said, no problem. So he says, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, when I said no problem, he, he like, well, I, thought, I, I guess he thought I was going to say, well, why not? So he said, well, I said, no problem. It's okay. So he was like, yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Pentecostal. I said, okay, what's, what's wrong with that? I said, you, you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right? And he said, well, 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 I'm a good person. I said, so you ready to jump on me because I'm Baptist and you Pentecostal because you believe in tongues and I don't believe it. So you go straight to tongues and skip Jesus Christ being the Savior. So you don't even know that you're saved. You can't do even explain to me your salvation, but you ready to argue me about tongues. Tongues ain't going to get you in heaven or hell. You need to know who Jesus is. We got to be careful for those who oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't care if you can speak in tongues tonight. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Because that's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can get to the Father except through him. So he says that we got to avoid those. And now he tells us why. Watch this. This is so beautiful. He tells us avoid those who have uh, who are uh, caused division. He says, avoid those who are offensive, who put stumbling blocks. And he said, avoid those, watch this, who are contrary to the teachings that we have learned. And the teachings is the Sermon of the Month, the teachings of Jesus. And now he tells us why we need to avoid them. Look at this. In verse number 18, watch this. He said, for those, here you go, he tells us why. He said, for those who are such, do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, here's the first reason. He said, we need to avoid them because they not even of God. They not even Christians. They not even believers of Jesus Christ. They have not placed their faith in Jesus Christ. And because they go to church, because they know scripture, because they have a Bible, don't mean they of God. Watch this, because last time I checked in, in, in the gospels, the devil quoted scripture to Jesus Christ himself. So he says, here's why. Because they not even of God. He said, they not even serving the Lord. Their whole intentions is to come and try to cause division. And we have to be careful because we are being separated. There's no unity amongst us because we have allowed people to creep in to stir up division and put a wedge between us. Put a wedge between churches. Put a wedge between your ministry. Put a wedge between your marriage. Put a wedge between your family. I'm, I'm declaring right now, he says, look, this is why we need to avoid them. This is why we need to take note because they come in to deceive your family. They come in to deceive the church. They're not even of Christ. He says they're not even of Christ. They're not even serving Christ. They may look like they're serving Christ, but they're not even of Christ. And watch this. And he says, but their own bellies 
and by smooth words and flattering speech. He said they all about themselves. They all about themselves. They all want to come and serve themselves. And he says, look, they come with smooth and flattering words. Watch this. They not coming hostile. They not coming with their fists up, ready to fight. They coming slick with it. They coming smooth, just to wipe you right off the, oh, flattering words. They creeping in the ministries, creeping in your homes, creeping in your, in your marriage, and, and they coming in smooth. They know what to say, when to say it. They know how to say it, so you can get on their side so they can flip the script. Because remember, they do not serve the Lord. And we got to be watchful. The church got to be watchful. Husbands, you got to be watchful over your family. Men, you got to be watchful over your sisters and brothers. Uh, women, you got to be watchful over your family. You got to be watchful over your children. You got to know when that slicks to come in, he up to no good. When that girl come in, she up to no good. You got to be watchful. My son 17, I tell Jackson, be careful. You better be careful of that one. I've seen that kind before. Yeah, I've seen that kind before. I said it so much, now my daughters don't even bring nobody home. I said, y'all ain't dating nobody. Nah, you don't need to see them. <laughs> I'm for real. You got to be watchful. You got to have that eye because people will come in and start division. Next thing you know, you and your son got a good relationship. That girl come around now and ain't no good no more. You like, what happened? You didn't let the vision come in. You didn't let things come in. You got to tell your husband and your wife, look, hey, you need to stay away from them. They ain't right. And we need to do it in the church too. We need to be careful. And I started this off because God has placed me as a shepherd. And a shepherd's responsibility is to watch over the flock. That's the shepherd's responsibility. When you have a shepherd and he has sheep, his job is to watch the sheep so the wolves and the bears and the wild dogs won't come in and take the sheep. And so that's why the shepherd have a staff. So when the enemy come, he's whapping with it. Soon the wolf come, he break his head, bow. God, give me a, a stick of staff. Cut them right there because they come in and try to destroy things. And I mean, and I'm, I'm joking, but we have to see this. This is so serious. You can remember back to relationships you had that people came in and caused confusion and now they gone. And you ain't even speaking to that person you was friends with. This happens all the time. And he says, as Christians, we got to be watchful. And I just want to put to you today, avoid them. Avoid them. Be watchful. Take notice. Because the enemy do not want to see us win. He don't want to see you win. He don't want to see you right with God. And he will do everything he can to put a stumbling block on you, to cause you to fall. But let me help you and I'm done. Because even when you put that stumbling block on you, God is able to lift you back up. Because you fall, it's not over for you. Because God is a God, not of second chances, but many of chances. And even I, and y'all know me, 
I'm always transparent. I have failed so many times, but God continued to lift me back up. So if you at that place now where someone put a stumbling block and you have fallen, you can get back up. You can be restored. But you got to be careful to avoid them. I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not hanging out with you. I don't want you around because I've seen that you cause division. you contrary to what I believe. And I just got to distance myself because I understand that they're coming in to cause division. Church today, we got to avoid them. And guess what? Some of them may be you. You may need to avoid yourself. Because you have things going on in your life that you speak in doubt to yourself. You speak in less of yourself. But I'm so glad that God accepts you as you are. God never lined us up and went down and listened and said, okay, I'll take you because of this and I'll take you because of that. No, God says, I want all of you. And I want all your stuff that you come with. He never picked us according to how we look and how we shape and what we have to offer. He picked us because he loved you. And we got to know this. That you are struggling with the vision within yourself. But God is able to restore you. And if we're going to be unified, we got to avoid them. Amen? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord God, I ask that you give us wisdom. Give us discernment, Lord God, that we may be watchful. But Lord God, don't make us so vicious that we overwatchful. Lord God, but make us humble enough that we are watchful. Let us be able to determine for those who come in who maybe just don't know versus those who come in of Satan. So let us be careful, Lord God, and if it's any of us that is in the way, if any of us being a stumbling block, let us remove it in the name of Jesus that we won't cause them to fall or no one to fall or to block heaven. Lord God, we need you. And I thank you today for this word. It was right on time. And you know why, Lord God. Because when we preach on unity, we're going to see this unity. We're going to see people that try to come in and cause us to be divided. But we thank you, Lord God, for your word that's always on time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As you rest on your feet today, and for those who are with me on social media or virtually, today is a great day. I don't know where you are in your life, but today is a great day. Maybe you are struggling with your salvation. Maybe you don't know if you're saved. Maybe you don't know what's going on, but the scripture says, that Adam and Eve 
was created and God had given them instructions in the Garden of Eden not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent came up, which was Satan, deceived them and caused them to want to be like God. And he deceived them that they ate of the fruit of which God forbid them to eat of. And because they ate of the fruit, immediately they realized that they were naked and they were ashamed. And they went and hid in the garden from God. And God called out to them, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, God, I'm hiding in the bushes because I'm naked. And he said, who told you you were naked? It wasn't like God didn't know, but God wanted Adam to confess. And Adam said, it was that woman you gave me. And the woman said, no, it was the serpent. And everybody blamed everybody, but that was the fall of man. And God came and he cursed everything. And because of that decision that Adam and Eve made, everything was affected, even our environment. Everything was affected because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve. But I'm so glad that we serve a God that know all things. Because before that even happened, God already let us know that Jesus Christ will be coming to crush Satan's head and Satan will bruise his heel in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 when he says the woman's seed will crush your head and, and you will bruise the woman's seed heel. He already let us know in that messianic prophet prophecy that Jesus Christ was coming. And Jesus Christ was coming through a virgin named Mary that was conceived by the Holy Spirit that she gave birth in, Abraham, in Bethlehem to Jesus Christ. And they said, call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Jesus Christ came to set an order, which Adam and Eve had knocked out of order. And he came to be the sacrificial lamb that he may die on the cross that we may experience eternal life. And he came and he, dealt for and he lived for 33 years without sin. And third, three years of his ministry, he laid down his life, not they took his life, but he voluntarily turned his life over. That you and I, that all man may have a right to the Father. And he did that for you and for me because he loved you. Not because you was good. Not because you was great, but because he loved you. He did it. That's why salvation is not on works. It's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And he died for you and me that we may have eternal life.